Hey guys, and welcome to the newest episode of Be Hero Presents, the Bump Card Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, as always, Brian, and with me tonight is my tag partner, Psycho. How are you doing tonight, Psycho? I'm doing pretty good tonight. I'm I'm ready for this one. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I got two words for you. The the, uh, the Paul Levesque would say. <laughs> yes, yes. As 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 uh, yeah. I guess who's who's running the most, you know, the biggest promotion in the world right now. So uh, and honestly, doing the best storyline job in any promotion right now. Yeah, yeah. I I I would agree with that. Um, it's been quite a year. Um, we're gonna yes. we're gonna dive into the year that was twenty twenty three, and then uh, and then we'll look ahead to twenty twenty four as well. Uh yeah, man, I'm super excited. Uh, what a year twenty twenty three was for wrestling. General, so much happened. I was thinking about this as we were yeah. prepping for this, and I'm like, in twenty, the beginning of twenty twenty three, the promotion of WWE was owned by Vincent Kennedy McMahon and ran by him, and neither are true anymore. Yeah, and I don't think actually, I don't think Vince was running things at the beginning of twenty twenty three because I believe the previous that was. That was when he was starting was to make when a they comeback. were there trying to build. Yeah, so Vince was trying yeah. to weasel his way back in because he had retired the previous year, but, uh, technically. Yes. But then he came back onto the board of directors at the beginning of the year um, of 2023. And yeah, it was. Uh, that was when he was first starting to talk about selling WWE. And I think, you know, if you want to talk about what, let, let's talk about the, one of the biggest news stories of the year, uh, WWE getting sold to Endeavor, um, you know, yeah. and basically merging, you know, having UFC and WWE under the same company. Kind of yeah. crazy. Which is an odd situation because, like, you have professional wrestling and mixed martial arts essentially owned by the same people, like the two biggest names in both, right? I mean, of course, you've got AEW and Bellator um, and Pride and uh, Impact and so on, but they're owned by the same people, right? Yeah. And going along with that, uh, it kind of. Towards the tail end of last year, but it's kind of sort of this year. There might not also be a raw on a or USA anymore. Yeah, it's uh, it's looking that way. Um, but SmackDown's going to be on USA, so yeah, that'll be different. Um, yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of crazy. I. And I believe that Stephanie McMahon was was she still with the company when this year when twenty twenty three started? Yes, she was still with the company because she was uh, co running the company with uh, Nick Khan. Right at the beginning of the year, it was until they brought Vince back into the board, which was February, March. I want to. It was was just before WrestleMania. Yes. Yeah. 
I think WrestleMania uh, was really the first WrestleMania where Triple H was really like running things as far as the creative force, you know, where nobody else was yes. meddling. But we were worried because Vince was back by WrestleMania, so we were worried that he, he was going to worry about. So I think it was right before WrestleMania, and literally like the same day almost that uh, McMahon came on the board, Stephanie left the company. Yep. <clears throat> so that's an interesting yeah. thing, just because like I Stephanie's somebody that I would have thought wouldn't have left wwe because that was her whole life you know her her father started it or well not started it but you know you know what i mean uh yeah exactly it, it was a family, family business right so to leave the company uh kind of um i am sure there's a much bigger story there than you know she kind of her uh her public stance on it was that she was going home to you know take care of family and be more with her family and whatnot but you just know be with her kids and her yeah mom. you just know though that that's not the real reason because you don't she got basically you know announced as a co-ceo running it with nick Khan, and then like almost immediately she's leaving the company altogether. There's more to that story than meets the eye that's being told. I, I agree. And <clears throat> we might never know unless, you know, someone puts a book out. Right. Would you read this book by Steph? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like yeah. of everything that, everything that she's like seen, like, absolutely. I, that would be a very interesting book, especially if she was honest. Uh, yeah, that would be interesting to see her perspective on, on uh, you know the Triple H stuff and Vince and Shane, and just growing up in the business. You know that I think that would be a very interesting story. I think any of the McMahon's writing a book, I would I would want to read that. Um, can you imagine if Vince even Linda? <laughs> I mean it. That'd be the most boring book. Like I, you know, it's like because of how she would probably write it. It'd be, but at the same time, there'd probably be some interesting stories, you know, as long as she was able to dish. But yeah, yeah, kind of crazy. I think that has to be one of the biggest stories, though, of of the year. Uh, and then, as far as I know, Vince is completely out now. Like he's sold a bunch of his stock. He's off the board. You know, he's not uh TKO basically uh which is the new company that they basically formed uh with this merger. Uh they basically have handed the keys to Triple H to run the full creative uh and said you're you're the guy and Nick Khan's going to be, you know, running the business side of of WWE and Yep. Yeah, and what a year it's been there because if you look back at where WWE started this year or in 2023 uh the bloodline was running hot. You had the whole the big news, you know, the big feud was Sami Zayn, right? Uh kind of that was the big story uh line that was going on was Sami Zayn and the blood he was started with the bloodline and then they had the Royal Rumble where Roman Reigns, uh, I'm trying to think, who did Roman face at Rumble last year? Oh yeah, Kevin, Kevin Owens, right? And then 
Yes. And then Sami Zayn, when after the match where he hits Roman Reigns with the steel chair, go back and watch that. That is a monstrous pop from that crowd. Like, like I went back and watched it and it was like, this is as hot as wrestling's been in a long, long time. Like that storyline to think of where that started, where Sami Zayn was the hot, hot act, you know, and then they had that big match with, uh, you know, between Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn in Montreal. Uh, yeah, yeah. Elimination chamber. chamber. And that was, that felt like a, re- that could have been a WrestleMania type <laughs> moment, you know, and For yes, show. exactly. And then going into WrestleMania, you had the Cody Rhodes, you know, uh, against Roman Reigns. And, and uh, so that was that was good stuff. And you had. Well, yeah, Sam and Kevin, the Sam and Kevin, yep. uh, or Sammy and Kevin going up against. Yes, the main eventing night one of right. WrestleMania. For, yeah. I think that's the first time since WrestleMania one that there was a tag team match main eventing a WrestleMania. I don't think that there was because there's been fatal four ways. There's been one on one matches, but I think that was the first time since WrestleMania one there was a tag match that main evented. So yeah, that was a big deal, and the first time ever that the tag team titles main evented. And I'm not counting like double main events where like Money Incorporated against Hogan and Beefcake at WrestleMania nine. It's like no, the match that goes on last, right? And yeah, the right. main and, event. I mean, technically, I mean, it, it's weird because you could say that the night two main event is the true main event of WrestleMania. But at the same time, I think I think it counts because it's a main event in its own show, right? It's WrestleMania still, and it's it's night yeah. one. Uh, that was two years in a row. And they're separate yes, cards, exactly. too, right? Like, if you look at it that way, like when building a good proper card in wrestling, like you have to build it with its kind of own flow and own story. And you can't do that over two nights. You need to have each individual one have its own flow own story for each. So I, I think that, yeah, I would totally count that as its mm-hmm. own separate. Main and event. that was two years in a row, by the way, for Kevin Owens to main event WrestleMania. Cause yeah, for night, night one, one, exactly. Night one, both the both two years in a row, though, because um, you had Kevin Owens against Stone Cold Steve Austin the previous year. Um, but yep. so big deal, big deal there. Well, think about it too. That storyline, that storyline created three huge faces, right? It put Kevin Owens back on the map as mm-hmm. a huge face. It made Sammy the hottest he's ever been and still has got a lot of that belovedness from it from that, right? He has not been that beloved since he uh, arrived in NXT. Yeah. And it's so good. And then of all people, Jey Uso is huge yeah. right now off of that storyline, right? Um, literally, main events, Jey Uso, like... At this point, if he ends up with a, the main, the big belt, it's not like a huge surprise as if he would have done it mm-hmm. almost four years ago now uh, when he faced Roman. Like, if he would have beat Roman then, huge surprise. If he would have beat Roman at – SummerSlam. Uh, what was it? Uh, I think it was SummerSlam. Backlash? Yeah. SummerSlam. Uh, it would have it been – it wouldn't have been a huge surprise, right? 
it would have been a surprise, but not a huge surprise as it would have been the three and a half years beforehand because of what the storyline has done for him. Yeah, and I feel like the Bloodline storyline, that's been the big story, I think, to, you know, covering this year. Uh, I I do feel, though, I mean, look at the, even the stuff with the Usos and, like, them leaving and then coming back and, you know, all of that stuff uh, with Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. Uh, they just kept the story going with new stories and new twists and everything. I feel, I kind of feel that, that towards the end of the year, because Roman, like, I think after SummerSlam, really, Roman really started like not being around that often. Um, whereas I think before he was a constant, even if he wasn't wrestling all the time, he was still on the shows, uh, Definitely yes. more often than not. Like it, it's almost like a big event mm-hmm. now for yeah. Roman to be on Yeah, Smackdown. So he's really like taking a step back, even though he's the champion, uh, and still the champion, you know, for three years running or whatever it is now. Uh yes. Working towards uh, four. I feel like though, like the story kind of ran out of steam towards the end of the year because there wasn't a lot of twists with that. <laughs> But there's so many built up challengers now. I mean, you know, that's that could like realistically challenge for him and be, you know, considered a main event. I mean, I can't I can't wait for Rumble. We'll get we'll talk about that in a little bit. But like uh, that was a that was kind of the big storyline um, for the year as far as as far as WWE goes. Um, well, AEW had a big one through most of the year, too. Yes. And that man, his name is yes. MJF. MJF and Adam Cole had a good story going through um, the a good portion of the year. I mean, let's, at least the second half of the year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, I... What did it well, start? I know they had their big match at Wembley in started... August, so I think it had to have started like June, maybe. Does that sound about right? May, June. Well, they won the tag titles in June, July. They won it in July. No, no, no. They um, won it in the they no. They won the it in the pre-show titles. of Wembley. Oh, that's right. They won yeah. the pre-show. Of yeah, Wembley. it all yep. in. That's right. Uh. So, yeah. So I'm Maybe thinking June, June. Yeah. But, but even that, like, you had some really good matches with MJF at the mm-hmm. beginning of the year. Because um, you had the, uh, I want to say this was the year that you had the four yep, pillars yep, match with you him. Did. Yep. At the mm-hmm. beginning of the year, which was a really good match. Um, yeah, he really didn't have no really MJF. Bad if you look at the body uh, of his work. This year, like he always delivered uh, on pay-per-view. Like it it was kind of weird because before that was kind of the knock on MJF is that he's great on the mic, but kind of, you know, he's not the best, you know, he doesn't have the best work rate in the ring. You know, he can't do, you know, he can't have the greatest matches. Uh, But like in the last year, year and a half, two years, He's really kind of proved everybody wrong about that because every match 
every big yeah. match situation he's been in, he's delivered. And it's like you go in thinking like at least at the beginning of the year, you went in thinking like, okay, MGF's there. And then he'd wow you. He'd surprise you and be like, that was a great freaking match. And then like towards like the mid part of the year. And then especially now it's, it doesn't surprise me anymore. It's almost expected that MJF's going to yeah. bring it, you know, and has he's most likely mm-hmm. to have match of the night um and not just all that but like he started off the year going back to the four pillars match and things like that uh he was the number yeah. one heel in the company nobody got more heat than mjf right and as the year progressed they told such a great story with him and adam cole he became beloved, yes. right? He really doesn't do anything different in the ring. But he became so beloved. He's the number one face by the end of the year in the company. And they did it in such a slow burn. It felt so it emotionally was natural that you didn't feel like you had to be like, oh, yeah, it was def- definitely organic. Because you didn't feel like, oh, okay, I guess he's the face now. It just like it was it was back. much the same way like Stone Cold Steve Austin went from being a heel to a baby face. It's like he didn't change anything really, but the fans just got behind him. Yeah. You know, and uh Yeah. And yeah, he's he's our scumbag now. And th- and that that uh that video package that they did with you know in uh Long Island with the with the um everybody you know with the scarves and saying he's our scumbag brilliant and i still can't that's probably one of the best video packages of the entire year oh yeah and aew in general has actually been i'm not gonna say bringing it all the time but they've had such and i don't know if it's because there's not a lot of great stuff on there especially relevant to the wb who's been doing a lot of great stuff this year but there's not been a lot of great stories or great matches, but the ones that they have had have been phenomenal, right? So look at everything with Christian Cage this year, who's had an amazing year and an amazing story, who is hands down, they're now their number one heel. And then you look at... uh, Daniel Bryan and all the great matches he's had building into his retirement year, which is next or this year, possibly. Um, similarly with Sting, who's working towards his retirement year, which that is also was this year approaching. <laughs> You've had, yeah, yeah, uh, yep. March, I think. So, but like that. Daniel Bryan, Zack Sabre Jr. match still sticks with me. Um, such a great match. But along with that, that uh, at, uh, mm. Swerve Strickland, who's had an amazing year. And that match he had with uh, Hangman Page was amazing. Yeah. And uh, like I said, they have not had the greatest matches or anything, but they've had some amazing had moments, matches. You know, and and uh... I feel I feel like 
it kind of had AEW kind of was on a hot streak where until they got to all in right in Wembley and that was like their their peak right drawing drawing 80 plus thousand people you know to a stadium you know and you know there's i know that there's a lot of controversy over how many actually were paid you know and how many and all that there there's it's wrestlemania 3 all over again but it's it's still it's re- right you say it's wrestlemania it's like numbers you though. you look at that crowd and it's like whether it's 80,000 60,000 70,000 for AEW to draw that at this stage of you know just like what five years basically or not even five years i don't think i think they started in 2019 is it five years no they're five years okay so uh it's it's amazing that they drew that many people uh to an arena um it'll be interesting to see if they can do it again but uh but then i think they can yeah which especially if they're doing it in england again oh so for for August, all ins. Yep, they're making that an annual thing. Um, after that, yep. though, things things started to kind of go down from there. It was, I mean, you had. I think the big big moment after that was Adam Copeland debuting. Um, that was kind of the 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 last huge yep. like oh my gosh moment. Um, they tried with the devil storyline, but and it it was intriguing, and they went with the obvious choice, which I mean, who else could it have been? There wasn't many options that could have uh that could have made that there were thousands there were. of options that people brought up on the internet right this exactly was the it's like there wasn't options. anything else. Right, it's except for you know, Shane McMahon. I know that there was some people saying, "Oh, it should have been Tony Khan," you know, because then he he could have pulled the whole, you know, "It was me, Jacob," you know, or "It was me, Maxwell," you know, <laughs> "It was me all along." Um, could have anything like that. Great. I think we were all expected. It's like okay, so it's either going to be the obvious choice, Adam Cole. Or it has to be something like that, like a McMahon or something to there were no other options that the fans would have accepted. And even the obvious choice, there's been people that crapped on it. You know, it's like, okay, we, you know, we saw this coming, you know, Um, but there weren't. It, it made sense. It made sense. And that's sometimes that's all you need in wrestling. Sometimes we can get too cutesy with, you know, the booking and overthinking things. Um, I, f- I feel like though, like attendance is down, you know, other than their paper, their last pay-per-view actually did pretty well. It sold out and uh, they need more of that. Uh but there's not the there's not the buzz that there was in the first half of the year, like from Wembley previous. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. But um, there are and like even an example, mm-hmm. like they went back to Daly's place this week, right? Which is their home. It's pretty much where they spell all of the pandemic. And it's a 5000 uh, person stadium. And they only got a little over 3,000 in it. And that's at home, right? That's their place. 
Uh, it's it's like WWE not filling out Madison Square Garden. So it's hard to say attendance wise. Um, and I think a lot of it to do, and I know where you're going to go with this because you keep bringing up after Webley. So I know exactly where you're planning on going with this. But I think that the writing was on the wall before this too. Um, because they'd already started losing attendance, not as drastically, but had started losing attendance. Um, I think a lot of it does deal with poor writing, poor stories, because you don't have the the want to go there to see something happen live, right? Most of the time, you can watch these amazing matches that they have on AEW on TV and be perfectly fine with it. You don't have that draw to have to see it in uh, live. But a great example, right? <clears throat> How many people were in San Diego two weeks ago and saw the rock appear out of nowhere, right? Because they knew, they knew story-wise and how everything's been developed right now with Triple H that literally anything could happen. And they wanted to be able to say, I was there when the rock came back at San Diego. Or I was there when Goldberg debuted Salt Lake City, right? Those kind of things are the reasons you go to live events. And sadly, AEW doesn't have that. They don't have that good writing, that good buzz. They have great matches, which I can happily watch on my TV and not have to pay it for a ticket, even though tickets are like 12 bucks most of the time because they always bring them down. But they, I don't need to be there. Right, WB. I feel like I need to be there to be able to be like I was there when this happened. Yeah. And yes, yes, yes. Part of it is going to definitely be because one of their biggest names was let go after attempting to choke out a small child. Is that is that what we're calling Jack Perry? A small child? Yeah. Well, a small child. I, yes. It's it's interesting because. Uh, it's hard to believe that this has all happened in the same year, right? You had, uh, you had CM Punk, right? Let's say his name, right? CM Punk started the year he was suspended, right? He wasn't, he wasn't, uh, wrestling because of the, the whole, you know, brawl out, you know, uh, situation with the young bucks and Kenny Omega and everything. Right. Uh, so he started the year suspended comes back uh in june uh to headline collision their new show uh and that right and that's yep. that's an Everyone that's another show. story altogether is like adding collision AEW adding collision um to their to their schedule um and because that wasn't there before it's another you know two hours of television um but it was basically yep started because warner brothers wanted cm punk and rather than rather than tony khan sitting everybody down and trying to make money he was like all right you know you just don't you know just stay away from each other just stay away from each other it's it's basically like a parent you know with with kids basically like uh you know you know so and so's pinching me or punching me or you know or, or annoying me well just 
go to your rooms and stay away from each other. You know, it's like, just ignore each other. And, and, uh, so I, I was kind of hoping that there'd be some story to come out of everything and punk and the young bucks and Omega would try to make money with it. But instead, you know, punk had his, he had his own show and it was, I really liked the tone of Collision when it first started. It was Saturday night's main event style. They did the like the the old school like Saturday night's main event like cold open promos to start the show, and they had the cool Elton John song, you know, you know to you know Saturday is all right for fighting, you know it's it's it was yeah they still are. They still are. I think they're still um, using that. So all of that was it was a cool thing, and they had good matches on there. Um, and then we thought that things were going in a good direction and Wembley was coming up and they had all this momentum and leading up to Wembley, there was the whole story with, with Jack Perry, basically, you know, wanting to use real glass in a segment on collision and, there were other stories right. too, and, punk, but that was the big um, one. And then you know, Punk telling him, you know, we're not doing that here. And clearly, Jack Perry took that personally, right? Didn't you know? Didn't like being told what to do. Even though Punk was not the only one to tell him no, Tony Schiavone and so many others that were on Collision were saying no, and they actually went to Punk to go talk to him. Uh, and then comes Wembley, and we'll talk about Wembley as a whole in a second. But uh, then you had Punk uh, or Jack Perry's in the pre-show wrestling hook, uh, and he looks at the camera and he says, "It's real glass, Crimea River." Well, as soon as that happened, I knew, oh, this isn't going to end well. You know, this is not going to end well. Um, <laughs> And then it comes out that when Jack Perry gets to the back, some sort of an altercation happens with Punk and Jack Perry. Uh, we may never know exactly what happened there because NDAs are like the, the buzzword for 2023. Um, right. Um, with everything. I, it's funny too, because I never even heard of NDAs until this past year. I mean, I've heard of NDAs, don't get me wrong, but it's never been a big thing in wrestling, at least to my knowledge, except for this last year. Um, and because... Um, <clears throat> well, the, the, yes, ish, the year before, right. or two years ago, 2022... But that was because finding right. out about a lot of ladies signing NDAs after speaking with right, uh, right. a couple um, of people in the WWE. But, like, imagine if there was NDAs around the Montreal Screwjob. You know, it's like it's like you'd think that that would have been <laughs> that would have been a thing. It's like <laughs> you know, it's like okay, nobody's going to talk about this. That would have changed so much, right? Um, but but yeah, so some sort of an altercation happens and within the next week uh punk is let go from the company uh tony khan you know 
and his disciplinary committee uh yes decided to let cm punk go and terminate him with cause and he becomes a free agent he has to wait his 90 days uh and then cm punk shows up at survivor series in one of my favorite moments of the entire year uh it was crazy because I show up at your at your place, you know, ready to watch Survivor Series, and I, I texted you and I was like, "Happy CM Punk Returns Day," and you gave me the high hard eye roll, or you were, um, yeah, I believe you said something like "stand," like uh, my eyes rolled up in my head. I have to go to the ER because my eyes just rolled uh, so hard. Like Stan Hansen gave me a lariat. Um, and it was funny because I was like joking yeah. about because I like I was I don't know why I said that. Like I, I thought that there was a chance, right? Even though everybody was saying he's not signing and, and everything. Uh but then and even towards the end though, like I was joking like he was gonna show up all day, and then at the end I had give pretty much given up hope because they were you know, the match was over. It was this long delay. They had the credits up, you know, basically like they were going to sign off. And then all of a sudden the static and CM Punk's music hits. I haven't like marked out like that since probably like CM Punk returned to AEW, you know, you know, or, you know, when he first debuted in AEW and (laughs) it was one of those things because I just like, I could not believe it. And I looked at you, you know, and uh, I could only imagine what you were thinking. Like, Oh God, Nick's never going to let this down. You know, he's never going to let. <laughs> and you haven't. Um, well, you know, I'm not the type of guy to say, I told you so, but. <laughs> yes, you are. You've done uh, it to me it was, many times it was over a great the 20 years. Moment. We've known each other. Uh, and. He's done monster business for the WWE so far. Uh, you know, Mad- you know his debut match at Madison Square Garden, uh, his return match. Uh, first, like one of the biggest house shows that they've done in their history. Um, it was, you know, sold out Madison Square Garden show. Uh when house shows don't mean as much as they used to, but they still mean something at the garden. Right. Um, Yeah. And again, that's that thing I was talking about earlier with AEW. People can go Mm -hmm. be like, yeah, I was there when punk had his first match back against Dominic Mysterio. Dominic Mysterio's tweet after that or whatever was, did you see it? Where he says, you know, he he posts a picture of him in the ring with CM Punk, and he mm-hmm. says, "The best in the world," and CM Punk. <laughs> Took you a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I love uh, Dominic. Dominic man. He's done a fantastic year too. He's got to be one of the top heels in WWE, if oh, not the man. top heel. I would think other than, I mean, you can say Roman and everything in Roman. That's true. But I would Dominic Mysterio. He has, he's got heat named after him. That's how much heat he gets. It's, it's, you know, dirty Dominic heat or whatever. It's right. It's, uh, he's come a long way. 
Um, I used to think this, it's like, oh, second generation, oh, yeah. Rey Mysterio's son. Like, he wasn't doing anything for me. He was kind of bland. I was getting almost like David Flair type vibes, you know, that he was going to get shoved down our throats. But then now, I would not, I would not be displeased at all if he won, like, the Intercontinental title or the U.S. title or something like that. Um, I think that he deserves it. He deserves a title. I know he had the North American title in NXT and everything, but I feel he deserves a, a title on the main roster um, in some form because uh, he, he's definitely earned it with his, his work over the last year. I agree. And <clears throat> not only has he done great work in general but he's done great business right he there was times where he was on all three shows the same week like he was on raw with judgment day then he was on nxt on tuesday and then he was on smackdown uh doing stuff with the bloodline and then uh, all the stuff they were doing there like there was time where they were doing nothing but judgment day stuff and dom was like a focus on it um and again, yeah. with that, Judgment Day as a whole has been doing really good. Yes. Um, mommy, uh, you know, Rhea, Rhea Ripley, she's fantastic. She is she is a solo draw by herself. You can go to see stuff about Rhea Ripley. And this is the same person four years ago that got destroyed by Charlotte Flair and WrestleMania after supposed to be the next big thing kind of thing coming up from a or coming up from NXT and her comparison between the two versions of Rhea her now and her four years ago are night and day her work rate her ability as doing character work and selling and everything else is so much better than it was then she has found herself in the gimmick she's in now. And she's honestly, she's already a Hall of Famer to me, in my mind. Yeah. No, she's done a tremendous year. She's done. Um, and she so, won the Rumble, didn't she? Um, yeah, she won the Women's Royal Rumble. So. Yeah. Yeah. She so did. definitely she had a great year. year. Um, so. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane how many great years people, a lot of people have had. Uh, Gunther is another one that had a fantastic year. Beat nice. Hawkins' record has had the longest IC title of all time now, and it's still going. But not only did he build up his stuff really well, his boys, uh, Imperium, have done really well in building up them as a tag team, and uh, Vinci, or not Vinci, um, Kaiser, as a great heel, especially. I don't know if you watched it, but did I you did watch not. the match with him and um, Kofi on Monday? So the week before, um, Kofi was uh, with um, um, oh, my brain just turned off. Uh, Jay Uso tagging against uh, Imperium, and part of the way through the match, Kofi went to hit a drop kick on Vinci, who jumped off the second rope, um, and Co- or, uh, Vinci whacked his head on the bump and knocked himself loopy, and the ref stopped the match. And so they set up a match with Kofi this week against Kaiser as retribution for what Vinci did. And Kaiser was amazing in this match. Amazing. And I know this is mm-hmm. this year's stuff, but it kind of pulls back from last year because of the way they were building Kaiser. But 
Not only did they have it where it was a double DQ on the outside, uh, or double count on the outside for the finish with him and Ka- uh, Kofi, but he went apeshit at the end and said he was going. Or you took uh, Vinci's head. I'm going to take your head. Throws a chair, not like a regular folding chair, but throws an announcer chair at Kofi, and then after knocks him down with that, he puts him laid out on the stairs. And drop kicks his head into the stairs and everything else while having Jason Jordan and um uh what's his name? Uh another back a backstage producer and uh refs and stuff pulling him off. And that match alone, I think made Kaiser for this year. And that's all on the hands uh or on the back of what him and uh Gunther has done last year and stuff. Because Imperium as a whole has done amazing, and Gunther doing everything he did is amazing. And in addition to that, this was the year of Chad Gable and Alpha Academy because of Gunther, right? How hot was the crowd for Chad Gable to win the IC title in front of his family when he was only like a few days from beating Hockey's record? Like, the crowd was insane for that match. And it was a great match. Oh, yeah. Gunther's had amazing matches this year. That triple threat he had at WrestleMania yeah. with uh, him and uh, uh, McIntyre and Sheamus was amazing. Amazing. Gunther's had an amazing Drew, year. I mean, uh, Drew, God, there's so many yeah, other great Tony workers Storm. have had amazing <laughs> years no. this year. Uh, Tony Storm. Oh, Drew McIntyre. Uh, but, yeah, Tony Storm has had – an unbelievable year, especially the later half, right? When she went from, like, they were doing yes. the out, uh, outcast thing, and then she started doing this timeless Tony Storm gimmick. The tiniest Tony, the timeless Tony Storm gimmick is amazing. It was literally the perfect gimmick for her to go with on this. And again, this happened uh, this week, but it made me laugh so hard. Um, and you'll get this, but uh, fans might not. In RMP or in Colorado, and we had them here in uh, Devotion a couple of times, there was a worker by the name of, mm-hmm. um, oh my gosh, my brain just turned off, uh, Chongo. Yes. Uh, who would work with us, who had an acting gimmick, right? And in the middle mm-hmm. of his match, he would yell, line, as in trying to like, feed him his line <laughs> kind of thing. Tony Storm does that, did that in a promo this week. And it totally made me laugh and think of Jongo the whole time. Um, God, it's so good. Yes. So good. Uh, but yeah, they go back. Drew, his amazing year. It was a face for the most of the year. The beginning of the year, him and Sheamus were tagging, right? And did that stuff. And then again, going to that match against Gunther. Um, had a lot of great, solid matches. Building to this match yeah. he had with uh, Seth. Who's also had a great year, uh, and eventually turning heel, but not only turning heel, but justifiably turning heel. Everything that uh, McIntyre has done and said is truthful. There is no fabrication. There's no malice directly to it. It's all honest. Did you see? And that makes it such. Did a you great see the promo this turn. past Raw with Drew and, and CM Punk? I'm so here for it. Yeah, that was that was pretty good stuff too. Like, yeah. I, yes, 
that you know just that's the thing that, that CM Punk good. has done yeah. though is that everybody he, he's making everybody look better and looking like a threat in the rumble and everything it's like so many side stories there's not just one story there's so many side stories so that when like when we get to the rumble and there's uh when somebody comes out they're going to be over the crowd's going to react to them based on these little side stories like i i honestly can't remember a rumble um where there's that many people that are hot at, at at the same time you know it's 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 gonna be crazy um but you mentioned yeah. seth rollins he had a tremendous year uh you know becoming um did he win the the world heavyweight championship was it at this the, it was this year right that they created that belt and and yes yes and uh and he's made that title mean something you know it's it's not quite the big title that roman has but it's it's getting there yeah it's he you know he's making it mean something where it's not just a consolation prize uh and he's had a lot of good defenses with it uh and good stories um yeah it's uh and he's definitely somebody that's kind of put the company on the back, especially he's been the workhorse while Roman's taking all the time off and everything. They can rely on Seth Rollins, you know, to carry the shows while, while Roman's not around. Um, yes. And make guys, right? Mm-hmm. Like think of what kind of year Sh- uh, Shinsuke's had mm-hmm. because of the stuff he did with uh, Seth. Uh, Shinsuke's had a good last uh, mm-hmm. couple of months of the year because of building the story with there. And he's interesting, right? Like the stuff that they do with uh, mm-hmm. Shinsuke where he's uh, doing all of his promos in Japanese. There was one that he did that was a completely animated uh, as a promo and stuff like that. It's just insane the stuff they've done. Like this might be the best year for the WWE since the 2000s. Like since 2000 itself. Yeah, I mean, there's this just may be so the much greatest storytelling year of uh, WWE's history. I mean, gosh, so much that they've done. Um, I can't believe we haven't really talked about Cody Rhodes yet either, because I mean, uh, Cody had a fantastic year. Yes, uh, Cody. I mean, he started the year <laughs> winning the World Rumble. So much stuff. <laughs> uh, going on to WrestleMania uh to to face um roman reigns and that promo that cody cut with with paul Heyman, you know where paul mentioned you know dusty and everything so good um and you know cody lost roman reigns at wrestlemania and there was a lot of controversy over that and backlash and everything saying that he should have won it then but cody is they've kept cody hot just as hot um in fact now he's he's almost like been deemed the guy you know he's the top baby face in in wwe um yeah and he's you know he's he's had his feud with he had his feud with brock lesnar coming out of wrestlemania uh, gosh i can't believe brock is you know that seems like so long ago you know that that they had those matches 
um, and and good matches. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Three really great then, matches for and then especially Cody. For matches. You know when uh, now he's feuding with Shinsuke, and he had uh, they did war games. You know, and gosh, I I remember. Yes, exactly. Um, so so the much. They had all these little side stories too about like with Jay Uso going to Raw, and then uh, can we trust him? You know, because he was, and that's really the kind of been the start of Drew McIntyre's heel turn is is that whole stuff with Jay, um, and then Randy Orton returning. There's another big name. It's like yeah. oh, holy cow. Uh, and then you've got L.A. Knight. You know, if right? L.A. Knight had a big year. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, who, uh, he's, he was one on of the, the most over guys of the entire year. <laughs> uh, I mean, gosh, it. I can't remember a time. Yep, and t- until Punk got there. Um, he was selling more <laughs> merch than anybody for like um, three months. But still... Uh, I can't remember the last time WWE has had this many over baby faces in the company at once. Like, I mean, you could put together like, like there's probably 10 of them easy. That could be main event players and, and legitimately challenge, you know, for Roman's title and maybe even have a legitimate case to main eventing WrestleMania. I mean, gosh, if I just count them off, you got Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, uh, Cody Rhodes, LA Knight, Jey Uso, uh, LA Knight. Uh, heck, even Seth Rollins, uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Oh my gosh, like it goes on and on and, on. and now I guess we got to say the rock. You know like if he's going to kind of inject himself. Can I say that I really hope the rock is in the Royal Rumble cuz you know, you know we, we're going to get into predictions here, so I'll, I'll hold off on that. But uh but there's so many so many baby faces here. Uh I'm just in awe um, of of just where WWE is now, and I still feel like I still feel like AEW. Uh, they have they have enough talent there that they can make a go of things and make things interesting this year uh, as well. Uh, Samoa Joe winning the title for AEW. Yeah, yeah. At this stage in his career, to be the world champion of Which the number two wrestling honestly. promotion in the world, you know, it's uh, good on Joe. Like I've always been a big, big Samoa Joe fan, and I'm excited to see what he does with it with the championship. You know, going into this year, um, I feel like uh, some other ones that had big, big years in in aw i mean will osprey you know he he got he he's officially signed with aew and he had some really good matches in aew too he had the great match with jericho he had a great match with kenny omega um 
you know so that's an exciting thing for 2024 as well is will osprey having regular matches i think uh, not not only did Mm -hmm. he have great matches he kind of got that worldwide exposure too that he never really got before like again my wife uh, has been watching wrestling since she was a kid and such but it's usually like WWE, WCW, uh, AEW, of course. Mm-hmm. She had never heard of Will Ospreay up till this last year because she mm-hmm. didn't follow him on like PWG or Chikara or, or New Japan or anything else like that. So she didn't know of him at all. Yeah. And now she uh, loves him. She's one of he's one of her favorite workers. Yes, and to watch. Um, so, you know, we talked about Swerve Strickland. He had a great year, and he's he's a main event player. I'm saying it right now. Like, I would not be surprised. He's going to be in main events this year. Guaranteed. Okay, good. Because now that that's a match that can draw money. uh, You put Joe against Swerve Strickland, and you know it's going to be a brutal match. Um, You know, so that's that's a match. That's a big time match that can draw money. Um, I mean. I, I'm not the biggest fan of these guys, but uh, I mean, uh, you had um, uh, Eddie Kingston had a good year uh, for what he does. Um, he ended the year really strong. Yes, right. Me neither. He so he is mm-hmm. super beloved. I'm not a fan of him. But I can see why people like him. He can work a crowd really well. And I think that he's got a lot of great tools. He's not my cup of tea. Let let me say it that way. Um, But yeah, he had an amazing year. Uh, What he did with that international title had an amazing year. My God, what an amazing year he had. John Moxley. He made it. He made that belt this year. Um, yeah. Oh, yes. This is me, acclaim, uh, John Moxley. The Acclaim and uh, yes. Billy Gunn had an amazing yep. year. It's, that was this was the that was when that started was last year and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're super over FTR. With it. Uh, the House of Black had an amazing year. Um, FTR. Uh, they came back after the whole punk thing when collision started. Ricky up and everything Starks, else. and uh, they've done a really great work this year. Uh, who else is there? Uh, again, we talked about Tony Storm. I know he's not yours. I, I'm actually a big had fan a good of year. Ricky Starks. Uh, again, I like him, I like, um, but he had a good year. He's kind of made his name this year uh, in 2023. So, um, yeah. That match he had with Daniel Bryan, uh, oh yeah, yeah Bryan Danielson was an amazing yeah. match. Yes, uh, Daniel Bryan, yeah. by the way, also <laughs> fantastic year, but he's Daniel Bryan, so or Bryan Danielson, so same person. Like we all know who I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, there's just there was a lot of good. Again, you're right. AEW has all the tools to do well. The only yeah. thing they're lacking is someone that knows how to use those tools. And we've talked about this on previous episodes. Tony Khan 
is honestly, I think, the weakest link when it comes to AEW. And it's sad to say it that way. I, I think there's opportunities well, see, that he's missing did you see his because he outburst, does his latest outburst no, on Twitter. No. The, the, yeah. Yes. Well, and so then you had that, but then even getting into it with like Eric Bischoff and getting into it with, um, uh, gosh, there was something else he was, he was upset about this. Uh, he was, uh, even USA network was trolling, trolling him. And he was, he was, you know, blasting back at them and just, He's somebody that needs to stay off Twitter. You'd think he has like 50 million jobs between the Jaguars and AEW and ring, you know, running ring and honor and, and all of these things. And he's. Yeah. And it's like, and he has all of this time to respond to so many (laughs) tweets on Twitter, you know, Rex and, and He's responding to like fans too. Like somebody will say something and he's upset over it. And it's like, calm down. It's like, can you imagine if Vince McMahon was all over Twitter back in the day? Like, you know, if that was a thing, like it'd be ridiculous. Um, He needs. Mm -hmm. But that, that goes to back what I'm talking about. He doesn't know what he doesn't know, right? One of the number one lessons we teach people in the ring, uh, in, in oh. this business, especially nowadays, yeah. is how to be professional to the audience because they pay for you. Like, they pay for your living. And the way that Tony Khan is acting, like, why would somebody want to watch AEW after Tony Khan just ream them because of whatever reason, right? Why would you want to pay for tickets to go to the shows? Why would you want to pay for those pay-per-views, right? There have been times, my wife and I, who are the ones that purchased the pay-per-views for us to watch for AEW, we've debated about getting the pay-per-views for AEW because of the lack of story and the lack of caring about the company as a whole. Honestly, we end up being like, all right, there's like these three matches that might be worth getting. I mean. Don't get me wrong. There's been a lot of great matches that we were happy to get, but like all out, right? Which happened a week after uh, Wembley. Uh, we were debating about getting because why? It was a week after. Uh, that's no, that's where they no, had that these amazing the, matches. That's where they had the, that was the uh, Daniel Bryan, Brian Zach Danielson and Ricky Stark strap match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Forbidden oh, Door was yes, the Zack yeah, Saber right, Jr. Right. No, 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 it wasn't. Uh, no, it wasn't. That was an amazing match. It was right. No, because because Brian Danielson wrestled. Yes, that's right. Um. Uh. Oh yes. no, you're right. You're right. Because it was Wrestle Dream that I Brian Danielson got hurt wrestling. Uh, was it Okada or? Yeah, I forget who it was or Tanahashi or I, all the Jap. I'm sorry, I'm going to get blasted for this, but all a lot of the Japanese people i can't tell them apart they're you know so it's um yes but yeah he he got injured wrestling in that match where he broke his arm um but we were debated about getting that match because why why would we want to put our money into that um for there Mm -hmm. and 
though we don't pay for the WWE pay-per-views because we have Peacock. Um, <laughs> honestly, I can't think of a pay-per-view this year that I wouldn't have wanted to pay for, including Crown Jewel, which I don't think I ever would have yeah. said, ever. Roman. Because <laughs> Crown Jewel was really good. Uh, that was uh, LA Knight's match he had. With, well, uh, WWE's uh, at their hottest, like, uh, like pretty much every show they good. do, like it's it's going to be big. You know, there there's going to be something that happens on it. Um, that's that's kind of the problem with AEW is yeah. because they don't have a lot of good storylines. It's like okay, so there's going to be some good wrestling. That's a given, right? Every AEW show has got some matches. It's like that was a great match, but at the end of the day, are we going to remember it a year from now? And a lot of them, you know, yep. they kind of blend together because the story is not there. Now I'll remember the de- the the devil storyline, even with the even with the payoff that we got and everything. I'll remember it because there's so few stories in AEW that that one stands out because it was a story, right? Um, which is which is even more reason why I was upset that they didn't make money out of the whole brawl out thing with punk and, and, and the bucks and everything. Cause it's like, you don't have stories and that's a story on a silver platter that you can, you know, draw money with and you can't get everybody on the same page. Like Tony Khan, that's where leadership comes into play because Tony Khan should have got them in a room instead of, instead of trying to, you know, play nice and said, Hey, you guys work for me. Uh, we're going to make money with this or someone's got to go. You know, it should have been done like that. Because uh, otherwise, because if you're not going to make money with that, what's the point? What's the point of having everybody there? It's like, no, have somebody move on if you're not going to even have them wrestle. Yeah. It's, it's, you can't, you can't run a wrestling company where you're like, all right, this half of the roster can't mingle with this half of the roster. It, it's like, it doesn't work. Um, that's too complicated. And we've had yeah. rosters, even in Utah wrestling, where people didn't get along and everything. But most of the time, we still did business. We still went out there and worked with each other. We don't. You don't have to like each other to you know to do business with each other. Now, granted. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, there has to be a little bit of trust, right? Because you're putting your body on the line. But if Brett and Sean can work together after, you know, at the peak of their hatred oh, yeah, for each other, people in the business then, not liked. damn it, Punk and the Bucks could have, and Omega should have put differences aside. Look at look at what's happening in WWE right now. Seth Rollins and Punk have issues. They're working together. Punk and Drew have issues. They're working together. Right, exactly, because they're making money. Exactly. That's That's the biggest thing. Um, there was a joke that you know the first night or on Raw when Punk the night after money. Punk returned at Survivor Series and Punk issued the you know said the phrase of I'm not here to make friends I'm here to make money. There's a joke out there that Tony Khan's not in the business to make money he's here to make friends, you know and that's that it's the opposite and that's so true, right? He wants to be loved by everyone. That's why he puts together a discipline disciplinary committee and puts it in the hands of brian danielson because he doesn't want to make those decisions it's a cop-out it's a it's a oh it wasn't my decision it was the disciplinary committee well who's running the damn company 
You know, it's like who put them in that position? And and there's been a big controversy over like Brian Brian Danielson. He's a nice guy and everything, but should one of the yeah. boys be on the disciplinary committee yeah. because they're protecting the boys? You know, or they you know it's a conflict of interest in there because so that means that he can never get disciplined because he's part you know part of the disciplinary committee like is he going to favor himself like how does that even work you know it's it's a big mess it is but in that thought right that uh, should he be on the disciplinary committee? I think yes, because he is one of the most respected workers in the business. And even if Daniel Bryan was to do something, not, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't imagine he did, would. But I think he would be able to step aside from the disciplinary committee and let somebody else take that role up, which is what you should do. Um, but I do think also in that same vein, you do need one of the boys, right? To to kind of give that voice to be able to understand, it's like, look, I know where they're going from, we're coming from. I know yada yada. Uh, I I also happen to be on a disciplinary committee this year, uh, in devotion for reasons, and you kind of have to do that. Like, you have to be that guy to be like, look, I understand where so and so is coming from, or like, I can see all sides of this because I'm also a worker. I'm one of the boys, but you also need to have that understanding of what's you know what's professional what's the right path to go down for everybody for the company and everything and i think daniel bryan being on the the displayer committee and in the role he's in now with uh, helping with collision i think is the right way to go i think daniel bryan's still new to it but i think he'll get and i think here well let's jump to predictions a little bit um i think Collision, particularly this year, is going to be hot. I think it's uh, with Daniel Bryan uh, getting some uh, experience now and running the show and get everything going. I think that that one, especially over the others, will be the hottest of the shows because I I have faith in Daniel Bryan Um, a lot more than I do Tony Khan. But uh, I'm Mm -hmm. hoping hoping and praying as we talked about and we've talked about this it's like you have all of that money realizes his go out and put together a dream team of some kind of of bookers they're out there team if you throw the right money at them they'll come in you know there's so many guys and they they had so many guys that great minds for the business working there why couldn't they have put together a good booking team with like Jake Roberts or Arn Anderson, you know, or some of the like, come on. I mean, you have all of these brilliant minds and Tony Khan, who's never, you know, who's experienced in the business before AEW was booking for your, you know, for his E-Feds, you know, it's, and basically, you know, just fantasy booking and he's playing out with his real life toys you know it's it's uh yeah Uh Uh 
Well, you have all these producers too, right? Like, so you got like Jerry Lynn, you got, uh, right. who else is there? Uh, I just had them in my head. Yeah. Uh, oh, you have Daniels. all these people and then there's people right. on the outside. Uh, you have all these like, great I producers would love in the back to that see can also help with the booking. Him reach out to some other people. Like, they have an gosh, idea I don't know. of what um, the hell they're doing. Gosh, I mean, throw money at Kevin Ash to come in. He booked before, you know, throw, throw money at, uh, so I'm trying to think of who's in the business that's still alive, that's around, that could could help out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there's young talent, too, or younger talent, like uh, Joe DeFalco in uh, Vegas, or even Matt Yaden at RMP in Colorado. Uh, Matt Ariadne would be a great booker, uh, I think, or at least great in the booking team. Uh, you got uh, people in Florida that are great bookers. Uh, who's yeah. that uh, one company up in uh, New York that I can't think of? Um, they've got, they've, there's so many great bookers out mm-hmm. there and available that you just need to give them the chance, right, uh, for these young talents. So if you had some old hands, so you say you had somebody like Nash and Jerry yeah, Lynn. He can, he can be Daniels, like Vince and, and, and like rewrite Aiden or tweak things as needed, and, but at least like get some fresh ideas. There. I you think know, between those five stories. and then let Tony Khan kind of have the like last say in it. Yeah. It's... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you could do something. And then have Daniel Bryan in there to get his experience up and yep. work with everything from Collision. Like, there's there's opportunity for them to do a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just got to do uh, it. And I mm-hmm. hope this year he does. I hope somebody sits him down and be like, bro, two things. One, stay off of Twitter. And two, get yourself a booking team because you need it. And yeah, and nobody wants to see that happen. Not, they're gonna, um, I'm not even going to say they're going to go the way of Impact. They're going to go that worse. That would be... That they're, would they're hurt the business out. as a whole. Uh, you need that Dragon competition. Gate, and then we completely uh, forgot. You, you need that. And you need another place where guys like Adam Copeland can no. go if they're not being utilized correctly elsewhere. You know, and... Uh, right. Mm-hmm. Well, not even just Adam Copeland. Like... Look at MJF, right? MJF's a homegrown guy for AEW, but the only time he's, you've ever seen him in the WWE is him getting pushed by Samoa Joe, right? As an extra. Would he have made it if he hadn't gotten the eyes on him first from AEW? No. Or Orange Cassidy? Orange Cassidy's beloved now. Would you have seen yep, Orange exactly. Cassidy in it that gives, gimmick particularly? more variety to the business if you don't like what somebody's doing no and and particularly i think wrestling it's a new way if aw uh, can just get back to even where it was it's like wrestling will never be hotter you know or at least it's been a long time so um let's let's go in yeah okay Before we jump on there, one more thing for last year that just yeah. pops on my mind because you said it. Wrestling specifically last year was not and never hotter. Mm-hmm. 
outside of the business, we had the Iron Claw movie, right? We had the Dark Side mm-hmm. of the Ring, which was huge on Vice. We had uh, Netflix has a, a, a show from OVW called The Wrestlers, right? It's a reality show, uh, well, documentary mm-hmm. style show. Um, and then there, you have there's uh, a show you have starting like, uh, this year most wanted off, treasures uh, WWE's most wanted year, treasures you know um, that show on uh, on a and e you have I think it's called Little uh, Big Brawler. you even have the rivalries and wrestling. things like that on uh right. you know documentaries on a and e and it's like so many like I would have loved yeah. for all of this wrestling programming to being everywhere when I was a kid. Like I would have ate it up. Like I'd be watch. I would have been watching it every single day. Like that's um, so to have all of this mainstream, you know, wrestling all over all these different channels and everything. It's it's amazing right. to see, and wrestling's come a long way. Um, and it's it's mainstream now. And then uh, it is. And uh, go along with this. Uh, you know, I've been in the business for 20 years, 20 plus years for you. And as an independent worker, the business is independent working wise has never been hotter either. Like there are a lot more promotions. There are a lot more talent out there for people uh, to see and uh, more opportunities yeah. for the workers to go do. Our guys at Devotion right now, one, Devotion's hot as it always is, but two, our guys are getting opportunities that you and I never got uh, 10, 20 years ago because of how hot the business is right now because of everything that's happened the last year or two. So uh, Um, that being said, let's continue back on to this year. So AEW... I'll tell you Let's what I want to happen and what What's I'm, our major I'm, prediction I'm for worried that is going to happen. Um, I want them to can to get back like to where to even where they were a year ago. I I want them I want them to be the hot ticket where where free agents want to go uh, and and where it's like we start actually like really looking forward to the pay-per-views again um i really want them to get back to that because i feel like they've lost a little bit of that. and now it's like there's so much drama there and uncertainty that i'm sure that there's some free agents out there that that are thinking gosh do we really want to go there if we have a choice between them and a you know in wwe where are we going to go? You know, and I feel like there's a year ago, it was different. It was, Oh, we can go there and be free, you know? Um, and so I really want them to get back to where they were even a year ago. I don't know if they can do better. I, I want to see them uh, repeat what they did at all in at Wembley last year and do it again yeah. this year and have a hot main event and put your best matches forth. Um, I want to see more free agents um uh showing up there um you know whether or not that's you know uh um uh, 
Mercedes Monet or or somebody like that. I want to see I want to see some fresh faces and I want to see less less guys that shouldn't be on TV like being on TV. You know, like I want like that's the thing that was so great about like AEW Dark and stuff like that is like it was a chance for people to get that ring time and develop their skills so that when they were put on dynamite they were ready for prime time you know and now it's 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 almost like it's 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 its own developmental company there's so many guys there it's like that you know wwe would never even a million years look at you know um what i'm worried is going to happen and i don't want to happen is they lose that they lose their their partnership with warner brothers you know uh discovery and that WWE yeah. comes in and you know and steals their TV deal, that sort of thing. Um, that's what I'm worried is going to happen. I heard I heard actually a rumor that Raw might get like uh, might be on Amazon. You know, like I don't know how that like I know Amazon's like the top front runner right now for it. Um. Which would be interesting. Does that mean that they would be on Prime, or do they have a do they have a television show, or I mean a TV channel? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it'd be on Prime, so it'd be on a streaming service. So that would be a completely different model to have Raw exclusive to a streaming service. So that would be different. Um, It'd be on Prime. Mm-hmm. I can't see. It'd be on a television channel then, because there's no way they're putting it on Disney Plus. The other one that I've heard too that's like right up there with Amazon is Disney. Mm-hmm. And if they was on Disney, <laughs> well, the plan, as I understand it, because this is how it is outside mm-hmm. of the country, is it would be on ABC. And then hmm. um, the pay per so, yeah, so, would be on um, Disney's. Uh, I could see, which is actually how they do it now outside of the country. I'm is, trying to uh, think that through, or through um, for AEW, um, I see so. Swerve Strickland in main events. Um, I don't know if he'll win the big one, but I see him like main eventing, being a main event talent. Um. I see Will Ospreay making a big splash when he's officially um, wrestling with AEW. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same same show that Sting is retiring at, I believe, um, is is when he's able to debut. Um, uh, next month, I believe. I want to say. Oh boy. Um I want to say that I see maybe even AEW getting getting more TV time if they do stay. Um so, you know, I don't know. No, it is, but I could see maybe even like some sort of a spin-off show, you know, like like a reality show like they were doing like the All Acts. I just I don't know what it's going to take for, for them to get more eyeballs on their product. Um, I I would think that if I was Tony Khan, I would eliminate anything negative that puts a negative spin that hurts your 
hurts your bottom line. So I would stay off Twitter, you know, to stay off social media. I'd, I would, um, be stricter with, with not letting drama leak out or, you know, keep it in house, you know, um, and not just with NDAs and that sort of thing, but, but really like working it out behind the scenes. Um, but I, I just don't know what it's going to take for AEW to, to turn things around. They just need better stories. They just really need better stories. Um, cause there's, you know, I can watch great wrestling all day long, but if it doesn't have a story to hook, to hook me in, um, then I'm just not going to be as invested in it. Uh, yeah. I don't know if Jack Perry returns or not. Um, I mean, if I had to put money on it, I'd say he does in some form by the end of the by the end of 2024. Because if he doesn't return by the end of 2024, he's as good as gone, and his career is probably going to be mostly done. Um, but that's what happens when you cost a, you know a, a company you know millions of dollars um, because your ego gets in the way. But uh, do you have any predictions for AEW? Yeah, it does. It does. It takes two to fight. Um, I agree with you on Swerve. I I, I think Swerve is going to win the title. I think he's going to be, mm-hmm. by the end of the year, he'll be the, um, the champion. In fact, I'm going to take the hot, uh, the hot take. I'm going to say that the main event for Wembley is probably going to be Either Swerve Strickland and Hangman, or Swerve Strickland and uh, I can't MJF see him title. being a long. I can't see uh, Samoa Joe being a long-term champion at this stage of his I think career. Joe's like I can't see him holding it like six months. I, I, I would say like three months. I'll say June. I could see three months. at the most. Um, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I was gonna go with three months if I'm only saying I'd only say three months if they were kind of similarly squaring out pay per views like WWE does, where they only really have like mm. six to eight pay per views a year. I think June's probably yeah. outright. Yeah. Um. Mm. Maybe they do those uh, right. not pay per views, but like mm. their big weekly shows where they'll do like yeah, um, yeah. They're almost For sure. like pseudo pay-per-views um, or like B shows, like B pay-per-views. Um, but they do it on regular um, TV. I could see him losing it on there within that there, time of June. I, I, I wish there June's was more the meat on the bone for AEW right now. You know, to to figure out yeah, like where are they going. But it, honestly, if they could just stay afloat for another year and get some good stories going, okay. I, I think that's probably best case scenario for them. Um. Because I, I don't see them, you know, making some major, major move, you know, that it's like, oh, wow, they're giving WWE a run for their money or, oh, my gosh, they're the hottest thing again. I just can't see it at this point. Right. Okay. Okay. I've got one more. One more 
prediction, and this is the way out of left field, super hot take prediction. Well, By that's the end a, of that's an interesting like Tony prediction, but there's no way in hell, no chance in hell. Everything right? else, I, he decides to sell the company of AEW to Vince. Okay, Kennedy so McMahon. that happened, right? But Tony Khan. His ego would not allow that. I don't see him selling. I I see them going uh, out of business before he would sell to somebody else. I just don't see it. (laughs) And I don't see Vince McMahon competing I'm, against like I said, his son in law you know i just like more likely i see billy corgan selling in I mean, I mean, tony Khan. that would be but. a big story that would be a huge story but i i just i can't see it i i just um i would honestly really? say it's this is this is more morbid this is more morbid, but I feel like there's a better chance that Vince McMahon doesn't live past this year. Again, it's and I don't wish that upon I anybody happen, or whatnot. But, but like, if it with was him to not happen, being involved in wrestling, I could see him being, you know, like like deteriorating because he's not as busy and not, <laughs> um, you know, yeah. Exactly. And that I see that happen a lot where it's like you lose your purpose and you start letting yourself go. You start, you know, just basically giving up. Um he doesn't have a purpose per se, so now WWE. Yeah, I, I can see yep. that. The big one, it, let's talk rumble predictions real quick. Um no. like we've mentioned. Yep. There's so many guys now that can fill up that rumble and so many guys that could win. I there's you think there's two guys. Okay. Okay. What if because I think we both most likely scenario is the final two is uh, Cody Rhodes and CM Punk, right? It's going to be one of those two. And I keep two. Here's the thing. I keep going back and forth on this because my gut says CM Punk wins because I feel like it's Punk's time and Cody Correct. winning two years in a row. 100%. Like, I just, I don't know. I I think that it's far more likely Cody Rhodes goes to Elimination Chamber and wins a, an Elimination Chamber to go face Roman um, and being his last chance to, to get, you know, back to the main event of WrestleMania than then punk somehow not winning the Royal rumble and then finding a way to get to Seth Rollins. Like, like they could do it, but I think it works better the other way. Um, now what happens though, if you know, it's punk and, and Cody, let's say in, in the ring and there's one guy left to come down I agree. And if you smell what the rock is cooking hits for number 30 and the rock comes out and it's rock Cody and punk as the final three guys, would that not blow the roof off of the arena? Like, cause that would put serious doubt, right? Cause what if rock came back and won it, you know, and that's, and then everybody, 
that I think would get the most people talking because people would be like, what does this mean for Cody? What does this mean for punk? Mm -hmm. You know, like where does this, that would shake things up. And <laughs> like, I don't know. It, like is rock going to be in the rumble? I, my gut says no, but if they're going to insert him into things and I do think they will, whether or not he get, wrestles Roman at Elimination Chamber a month before, or whether or not he somehow gets the main event against Roman at WrestleMania, something like that. Um, there's, for the first time in a long time, there's uncertainty with who's going to win the Rumble. There's uncertainty with who's going to main event WrestleMania. Um because even if you like listen to like like uh dave Meltzer's of the world and stuff like usually by this point they're it's pretty much a given it's like so the odds on favorite to win you know the main event wrestlemania is this guy you know this is going to be the main event wrestlemania that's not what they're saying now they're saying like you know it could be the rock you know i it's like it makes all the sense of the world you know why would he mention it if he's not gonna face roman and why would he not do it at wrestlemania you know the most eyeballs the, and all of that and but so it could be i think it's one of those three guys that's what my gut says it's cody or punk and i can't i go back and forth on who but at the same token if rock if rock's music hits Mm, all bets are off. All bets are off there. It, it would be very difficult. Not true. But I still, even if The Rock is in there, I can't imagine him winning it. Uh, the uh, one he never eliminated Big Show at the end for. Um, he won one rumble, uh, and it was yeah, to face. Sure he's never um, won the rumble. Oh, uh, I want to say it was. Yeah, he went on. He won it here. Yeah, in in two thousand. Yeah, and then they turned it into a four way anyway because Big Show. Yeah, there was all the controversy with it, but. Um, oh yeah, won but if Rock's in the rumble, why would he not win it? Yep. You don't bring back the rock to you know to come out and lose unless you were going to have Roman come out and cost him and you do the match at Elimination Chamber to set up, you know. Okay. Which is what I see happening. Right. And mm -hmm. this is why. One, they've been pushing the B shows like crazy. Right, and two, it's in Perth, Australia, which they've never done before, and it's a huge stadium, which is a huge payout. It's not WrestleMania, but I think it's as close as you can get, and needs that star power for something like that. I think that's a perfect place to use the Rock, and I think the Rock might be willing to do the job there. Mm -hmm. Because it's something new and something different, like His he can go to WrestleMania. He, he could have gone to the last to, three years before you know, he's been the rumor, right? The Why would he suddenly do it now? Mm -hmm. I'm. I mean, there's the there was this the the writers and screen uh, actors mm -hmm. guild strike and stuff like that. So there is that concept, but. 
I think what it is is they there wasn't a good enough sell to do it until it was to a place that he could have made not per se more money, but more more power like exposure I mean, not, for him. Not to my knowledge. Uh, to Doesn't mean it's with. never happened, and, but I uh something I that's mean, new. He the, the, he's never wrestled in Australia, yeah, right? As I, far I, as I can I remember. Can't think of. Mm-hmm. So I, I can see that being the sell, right? Is it's something you've never done. This is probably a more unique thing to do than working at WrestleMania. If so Rock, I can see that, let's say Rock why it and was Roman for it, and then still allowing Cody at, and uh, Punk at Elimination to Chamber to WrestleMania too. Does Rock still do too. WrestleMania or no? Against who? See, and I thought they were going to gear more towards John Cena and Solo. Yes, at WrestleMania, I think he'll still do WrestleMania. So, I, Solo, sure. And I, I don't know how you build that story, but the Rock story mm-hmm. is already there. I could see Solo it. Um, causes Rock to not win. Solo yeah. is the next future tribal chief. Rock and Solo. Mm-hmm. And it helps it Solo. Does. Let's say Solo um, beats the Rock. I don't see Rock taking too many right? losses, especially if he puts that over Roman Solo's and then he puts career. over Solo. I, He's been one that's always wanted to keep himself somewhat strong. You know, he'll take a loss. But losing two pay-per-views in a row? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it is to his family, right? So, I mean, so there's that, I guess. Um, It's interesting. It's interesting to think about. Um, Who knows? Yeah. Does Cody find... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is the uh, I was gonna say, which is the the most interesting thing about all of this from last year to we now. We thought he was winning though. Is it's an interesting <laughs> thought that, and could that was happen. that was a surprise. This time last year, it was set in stone Cody was going to WrestleMania. Like we knew what it was. It was all set. Now right. it's true. But uh everything was set in stone. Like we knew. We knew everything going into this of what was most likely. This is something that literally you have to spin to make it make sense I, I to have a so. story like this I, to kind I don't of work see everything them, to still have Cody I don't see them, against Roman. You know, deviating and, uh, from that. Both of us um, are pretty sure Punk's going against Real quick, Seth, right? before like, we get back to one. um yeah. do you think Punk beats Seth for the title at WrestleMania? Would that not be the biggest like comeback story ever? Like at least one of them. Yes. Like to like be basically never Sadly. thinking you're going to wrestle uh, for the company again, coming back, winning the Royal Rumble, going on to main event WrestleMania, and then winning the title at WrestleMania. Um,
it's like I I think that right there it was the sell for um Puck to come over to WWE. See, and I and I think that was the sell for Cody to come in. The Rumble, <laughs> think about that. You know, it's like oh, you're going winning, to win uh, the Rumble the, the next the fall. So we'll debut the you against Seth. I think that you'll, was the you'll, sell. You know. You'll be a top guy and then you'll win the rumble the next year and you'll go on to main event WrestleMania, you know, and they might've told him eventually you're getting the belt or something, you know, and maybe they said they were just getting the belt then. And then, Oh, let's drag it out for another year, you know, but, um, Cody, do you think he wins this year at WrestleMania? Yes. He has to. I can't imagine him not doing it and then pushing it off to something else. Like he has to finish his story at this point. I feel it, like if not, then it's now or never for Cody. Up with to be the, honest, the Hobbit and like seven, I feel like uh, if he doesn't Hobbit beat Roman, Roman like seven different endings and they're all boring at WrestleMania, it's not going to happen for him. Roman's going to, and at that point, if Roman does end up retaining at WrestleMania again. He's going to beat Hogan's record. He, he's, he's, he's going to pass Hogan in the record books yeah. um, for his title reign. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. So it's... Yeah. I, right. One of the two. Um, but honestly, he probably you know, series, keeps I think? it until next year's WrestleMania. Um, but uh, it's, it's crazy to think about. Because um, if Roman... Yeah, I feel like if Roman retains, number one, it's bad for Cody. Um, but Roman's probably keeping it for a while. And then even if they do have Cody beat him later on, it won't mean as much, I don't think, when he's lost twice. I just, it'd be a hard, hard sell to get people amped up for a third one. Yeah, I can't, like I said, I can't imagine it being done that way. Um, not to mention at WrestleMania for this because of all of the history and everything else at 40, how could you not have him win it and let the crowds go home? Not only happy, but like mm-hmm. ecstatic. Cause that's, that's exactly what it would be. Like Cody's the number one face in the, in the company. Finally getting that story done, winning the title at the big one at 40. Mm. You couldn't do it anywhere else. You, you'd you have to do it there and then. And especially if they do it in a way where uh, he loses at Rumble and he has to fight all his way through Elimination Chamber and barely does that. Like if it's that fight, if it's that like that mm. Daniel Bryan level fight where he's got to like scratch and claw to get to yeah, it. Okay. Who who and beats Gunther able to get to that for the shot Intercontinental title to do it? I think that tells that great story. I don't and it has to be done that way. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think Gable's gonna Jack beat him. Gable. Um you know Jack who Gable's I would have last year beat him to do it. I would give it to LA Knight. And here's the thing. LA Knight's probably not going to win the world title. But in order to keep him still hot, 
I would have him win a secondary title. And what better way to elevate him still, but to be the guy to dethrone Gunther? Um, that's what I would do. Uh, and not yeah true true Logan Paul he's being Logan Paul they're on one they're Uh on the same show (laughs) and two I I think it fits better for LA Knight who also is a talker the Shalapa talker I think they could have a good match (laughs) Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. I think he needs mm-hmm. to get a title this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see him yeah. uh, um, do a storyline from Elimination Chamber up to WrestleMania where he works. Yeah, Logan I can Paul, see it. Uh, um, for the title. Either way, I, I think he needs a secondary title, though. So. Um, I still don't think Chad Gable is going to be the guy to dethrone Gunther. Um, I, I, I don't see it. Um, Mm, they've done that. There's only one other person, and that's if he comes back from injury at WrestleMania, which is Sheamus. Maybe, but I feel like if they were going to do it, they would have done it before. Last year. I just, well, he, he I think win, that right? story's like, been told. That's the one to do it, because that's um, the only title he's never won. I don't think that there there's really anybody else better to do it right now than one of those two. Um, they already have the history with Gunther. They have the crowd behind both of them on doing such. I think Chad Gable is the better of the two choices, but uh, I I just it feels right for Chad Gable to do it. You know, who, you know, it'd be a what good match. Is the IC title, but and not the here's another title, prediction right? is Which obviously is Andrade returns the last right. what, eight years. He's been um, in the, the company. Andrade. Yeah, I could see that. Um, Andrade versus Gunther would be an amazing match. Yeah. yeah. At the rumble, by the way. Yes, there Gargano's somebody that I really hope like I I gets really hot again match. because um, I'm excited to see another he, match he was known as like Gargano, oh though. he's the guy you know he having five star matches left and right and it's been really quiet with him lately I mean I know he's teaming with Tommaso Ciampa and and doing that again and but like he was deemed as like one of the best wrestlers in the world and well and and he is but he wasn't used properly i think now with a time in the full book i think that we'll see mid card wise him just exploding over the next this next year. I think that's the biggest mm-hmm. prediction for me is him and Tommaso Ciampa having an amazing year maybe. this year. I, um, there has to be DIY something better utilized with those maybe guys. Right, Otherwise, Gargano made the wrong choice when he signed with where, WWE again. Uh, they faced against um, each other when he re-signed with them because right. otherwise like if he doesn't get a good push he made the wrong choice he could be he could be main eventing shows in AEW right now 
Um, you know, and, and I know the jokes in there. It's like, yeah, you could be main eventing in front of you know four hundred fans, but um, <laughs> but uh, but still, um, <laughs> yes. Outlandish prediction. Right. Is it outlandish to say one. Roman Reigns prediction? the title through uh, all of 2024? Let's say outlandish-ish prediction for WWE. Uh, well, I just go back to Paul Heyman saying, you know, when he was asked last year, it's like, where are we at yes. in the story? I think. And he says, bottom of the third. God, I hope not. You know, and that was like three years. And if we're really going not like, is he going to hold it for nine years? Like, you know, is it like a baseball analogy and he's going to the ninth, you know, it's that like to keep that hot. Yeah. I, don't, I, I heard a rumor that, that Roman Reigns was going to wrestle more this year and go back to like do less part-time and, and, and start making more of the pay-per-views. Um, that would, I, I hope so about that. I hope that the, he's around more because that just adds more star power. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, he's at least going to be at Rumble. Yeah, and, other than uh, other than Roman possibly holding chamber. the title for all year. I mean, and uh, WrestleMania, so that'll be three shows in a row. I'm thinking anything else. Uh, what about? Oh boy, I. I mean, I guess, I mean, a big news story would be if WWE does, you know, sign with Warner Brothers Discovery and ends up on TNT, that would be the craziest thing ever um, to see WWE on TNT and bumping AEW off. Um, that would be a, that would be a huge news story for the year if that happened. Um, never say never, I guess, but uh what what's your most outlandish right. prediction? Right. <laughs> That's not that outlandish, um, by the way. I got two. I see. Yeah, Ron I could... Breaker coming up this year from uh, NXT. And, I think that's logical. Uh, <laughs> Taking a mid card title. By the end of the year. That's my one. And two. I could see that. Um, I think the main event of SummerSlam. Yeah, I could see that. Especially if Cody, Cody wins the belt. If I don't know if it's summer it, summer or not. Is it SummerSlam um, that's supposed to be in Berlin? Or are they doing a special Berlin one? It's whichever one's in Berlin. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'd I have see to check. Uh, Cody and Gunther. But yeah, um, 
I could see that as a main event for sure. Um, I think Gunther drops the Intercontinental title this year. <laughs> I think that, yeah, I think it's a pretty safe bet that he does not go all of 2024 with the belt. Um, and uh, other than that, yeah. I WrestleMania. I'll be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised to see at least the major titles yeah. changing hands. Um, I could see it. So I see you see um, uh, World I, and WWE Championships. I, I think it's going to be a really, really solid year for wrestling in 2024. I really do. I feel, I feel that the star power like is is there for both promotions. They just. Uh, they just need to concentrate on themselves, both promotions, and go out there and putting on the best product you can for the fans. And I think I think they're going to do that. Okay. I just have one more possible, also sadly highly okay. probable. Uh, prediction, and this will be the one we'll end on. The end of WrestleMania Night Two. The person holding the you talk belt about Damian Priest at the very end. That he's going to cash in. It's going to be. Uh, oh my God! What's his Ooh. name? I just had it. Uh, I was gonna say so. Cody gets his Damian big Priest. moment, but only I for think a Cody moment. Cody wins, and then Priest comes out and cashes out and beats him. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. And then they work towards backlash. Yeah, if, if Priest cashes it in on Punk, uh, so the other option is that's that someone he doesn't Seth want to do it with. Oh. Punk and loses it to <laughs> Priest. I think either which way, Priest is holding a title at the end of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see Seth beating Punk, but we'll see. No. That's what I'm saying. I, um, I see it better. Yeah, we'll see. Than, uh, if he I can't wait it, for this year. Yeah, I can't wait for Seth the Rumble. That's going to... I can't... So. I, I'm. It's been a while since I've been this excited for a rumble because I don't know what's going to happen. And even the most likely scenario yeah. of it being coming down to Punk I know, and, I'm so excited. and Cody, I really want to see it. You know, I really. I mean, there's a money match for down the road too. Is Punk and Cody? Um, but I really want to see it. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a good year. I can't wait. I'm super excited, man. But with all that being mm-hmm. said, uh, let us know what you guys think. Reach out to us on social medias. That'll be Be Hero Media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter slash, you know, X. Oh, sorry, just pulling up some things real fast, and then I. Uh, you can also reach out to us directly for myself. You can reach out to me at Mike Burke, 
DCW on Facebook, Instagram, and the new hotness that is TikTok for me. Uh, you can catch me on there. I'm posting stuff on there almost daily. Um, you can also reach out to me on Twitter slash X at MikeBrickPro. You can also reach out to Psycho at Psycho Wrestling on the face of books. All right. And then for our upcoming shows for DCW. So, January 20th, we will be up in Ogden, Utah for uh, Tussle Time and Kamikazes. On February 3rd, we'll be back, back at Light Tree Studios for Heartbreak Showdown. It's actually set to be a huge show. Uh, and then uh, back again up at uh, Kamikazes in Ogden, February 17th. And then for March uh, Match Madness in March for March 19th at Light Tree Studios. And that's the only ones we've had announced right now. There are so many more shows in the work. It's insane. To find out about all of those and get tickets for all the shows I talked about, uh, reach out to us at the Bush Championship Wrestling in, uh, on Facebook and Instagram at DCW Salt Lake it's City on Dash in Berlin. So, All right, Psycho. Anything go. else before I we head off? Okay, that's it. There you go. I can see that one being Cody and Arthur. So, all right, guys. Well, thanks again, guys, for not only an amazing show tonight. But to be honest, we also had a great 2023 here at Bump Card and the Be Hero Presents family as a whole. So stay tuned with us for the rest of the year for more Bump Card, Slightly Agitated, and all the future shows we have planned for this upcoming year. Also, we will be starting up our own Be Hero Presents TikTok as well this year. So if you guys want to see behind the scenes and things like that, follow us on there once we get it on there. Until then, guys. I've been Brian, he's been Psycho, and for the rest of B-Hero Presents, this is us, tapping out. Have a good night, guys.